Welcome to Real Review, a podcast to help you decide for yourself if a movie or TV show is worth your time, money, and energy. With Real 1, Zoe will break down the nuts and bolts, minus spoilers, of course. And with Real 2, she'll invite you into a conversation about the narrative, characters, background, and the power of story. Here's Real 2. Zoe here, and I am probably way too passionate about Barbie movies. I watched so many Barbie movies as a kid growing up. I mean, to name a few at the top of my head, you've got Swan Lake, The Princess and the Pauper, The Nutcracker, The Twelve Dancing Princesses. They were silly, they were cheesy, goofy, and I just loved them. And I loved playing with Barbies. In fact, the first short film I ever made, I used my Barbies to make it. So, when I first heard they were making a live-action Barbie movie... I had my doubts. I was very skeptical. I thought a live-action film would be a disaster. I mean, how does Barbie translate into the real world? Especially when you look at the track record of live-action adaptations coming out of Disney right now. But when I heard who was involved, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Greta Gerwig, I was curious. Then the first trailer dropped, and so did my jaw. I was hooked. I was sold. And if you listen to Real One, you already know that I left the theater feeling disappointed, frustrated, and frankly, heated and angry with what they did to my childhood icons. Thankfully, I sat down with Real FM's very own Kara to discuss the film, which she loved and enjoyed. And now I feel like I have a more grounded perspective on this box office success. Without further ado, let's dive into that conversation. Full spoilers ahead. I am joined today on the podcast with the amazing Kara. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me in this oh, conversation. Yeah. I was talking to Kara and Anson about the Barbie movie recently <laughs> and my very strong opinions. And Kara has different opinions. I have different ones. Yes. So I thought this was a great opportunity to yeah. have her here with me for her to enlighten me. For me, maybe I'll enlighten you. Yeah, I well, mean, we're just going to we'll have see. a good conversation about it. A good conversation about the Barbie movie. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have a conversation about the Barbie movie <laughs> is because I feel like it's a conversation starter. It and really is. This was something we had talked about mm. bef- before about how you were like, oh, it has good conversations to talk about. Yes. I don't know. I'm angry. You're <laughs> so angry. Okay. I've got lots of like passionate thoughts, but we're just, we're not going to have a debate. Yeah. You know, we're just going to have a wonderful conversation and yeah. share our differences and our criticisms of things we liked. And I'm so glad that you are listening and maybe you can get involved in the conversation, yeah. commenting and letting us know what you think as well but let's start off with the things that we liked and the things that we disliked i'm gonna give it to you first oh you're gonna let me start oh gosh okay i feel like positivity first okay (laughs) all right okay starting with the things that we like um all right well i love margot robbie she's Mm. an amazing actress um ryan reynolds it's gosling gosling wow sorry wow my bad ryan gosling (laughs) did a great job in this role i thought he was on point for ken very funny um i i so starting just very light-hearted i love the humor like mm. i it was a funny movie i laughed out loud there were lots of little funny just quirky uh points and lots of points that i think if you played with barbies as a kid you could relate <laughs> to and crack up about like the fact that she you know drinks fake juice every morning and like sits down and doesn't eat her waffle like makes her yeah. waffle and then doesn't eat it all of the like 
the the nod to the pretend mm. fun play was was kind of enjoyable to me so that's like on a lighthearted note i'll start with that that i enjoyed all right so my turn with things that <laughs> yes, i liked okay go for it. so i was gonna agree with you the casting was spot it on was. margot robbie was fantastic oh my gosh but the shining star is ryan gosling yeah like, he did awesome he owned ken <laughs> in a way i didn't think was possible yes, like yes. just incredible and i know some mm. behind the scenes like interviews and stuff they've talked about it that he made them laugh all the time oh, on I set can't imagine. i think he came up with the bit with the sunglasses twice oh wow. like when he <laughs> really he came that's up with awesome. several bits oh my god that are really really funny in the movie so that's so he good. killed it so yeah the casting was really incredible like pretty much everyone mm-hmm. uh just did 110 even Oh, what's his name now? I should have wrote it down. Who plays um Alan? Alan, yes, yes he was so Sarah good. Michael Sarah. I got it. Michael Sarah go. plays him, and oh, oh my gosh, what a what a little treat! He oh just he did so well. He was delightful. I'm Ken's friend, and I can wear all of his clothes. That's actually like from the <laughs> yeah. commercial. Yeah, yeah, poor Alan. But poor Alan. He did a good job. He did great. He had an important role to play. It was exactly. awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. good all right, stuff. Point number two. Point number two of things we like. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. I really liked how, and this is getting a little bit deeper. Mm. I like how the movie articulated the, what it feels like the complexity of like being a real woman in the real world. Mm. Um, and it, it articulated that with kind of the stark, uh, contrast mm. to Barbie, you know, she shows up in this real world with a little bit naive. Um, and after introducing herself to a group of middle school girls, um, we learned that like her her promise of unlimited potential kind of crashes into this reality of imperfect bodies mm. in a world tainted by all kinds of sinful stuff. Mm. And so um, then one of the biggest, uh, you know, the, the biggest monologues in the movie and the most important mo- moments really articulates this tension of like how it's kind of hard to be a woman in the world today, um, of course, is from America Ferrara's character, Gloria who mm. gives voice to the strain in this powerful monologue when she says women should strive to achieve the success that is now available to them, but never in a way that compromises the culture's prescribed definition of femininity. Um, and I think that that monologue, the whole thing is going around so much right now. You're seeing it everywhere on online because I think it's articulating very strongly, like how women are kind of feeling right now. It's, mm. it's kind of hard. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of expectations, a lot of heaviness, a lot of weight that comes with being a woman um, and some struggles, even though there's gifts as well. Mm. There's a lot of struggle that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie really kind of beautifully portrayed that in, a, in an interesting way, right? Mm. Like a way that you don't usually see in a movie. Mm. Um, you know, like even Barbie herself, after becoming an embodied woman, comes back and is immediately like struggling with this like i'm not enough and this woman is like okay if barbie is not enough Mm. like this i this picture of this idealized woman that we have idolized then who is like it feels like it's impossible an impossible standard you know Mm. yeah 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 that is a very good point um, all the rest of my things I liked are kind of surface level. That's okay. You <laughs> but can like, go for it. That was such a deep, wonderful point. Okay, well, um, that's good. But I was just gonna, I'll just put these all together, Great. I guess. Costumes, 
yes oh beautiful wonderful like that's one of the things i loved about like playing with barbies is Mm. the outfits right and i actually would sew my own barbie clothes as a kid Mm. and so like i just love that like fun little fashion and costuming like like the scene where he's throwing clothes out at her and it's all like these random clothes from yes and they they pop up and it says what they are that was so funny that was a great moment yeah that was a good moment good and then obviously the props you mentioned when she drinks her juice like they looked so much like the real toys that you know like i distinctly remember this plastic barbie tea set yeah the cups and like they're so tiny and it's just like i actually this is so cringy but as a child i put a (laughs) drop of orange juice in one oh yeah sipped it oh that's so cute (laughs) i love it i'm going to pretend you know oh yeah Yeah. they they Mm -hmm. kill her on the set design Mm -hmm. and the and the costumes i totally agree aesthetically Mm. it was aesthetically a beautiful fun movie oh yeah yeah. totally agree with that yeah, uh, and so now third point, we're gonna circle back. Oh, back to okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just do all the positives because all the I do want to dive into some nitty gritty okay. stuff after yeah. that. Um, I guess again the um, the the music, the music Ooh. was really fun. How there was like some a couple of musical numbers yes, unexpectedly. That's my third point as okay, well. Great. The musical numbers, that like was fun. the one where they're dancing in her Barbie house, yes, is so fun. So and fun. then Ken's I'm song, just Ken. yeah, yes. so that music video when it was released uh, before the movie, I was like, I, I'm sold. <laughs> like yeah, you sold I, me. This yes. is what I needed. Uh, I know. I love it. I love it. So yeah, the musical numbers mm. definitely love that. Um, I'm trying to think of another, um, just like surface level like thing that I liked because <laughs> a lot of this movie for me was like very deep and philosophical yeah, but yeah. but there was a lot of you're right you bring up a really good point there was a lot of surface things that were also very fun mm. um and lovely aesthetically and mm. musically yeah and you can tell that they like really put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. the making of the movie um, did you hear that they like ran out of pink paint or something that's like, from hilarious the set? like I, awesome. I remember reading that when they were making the movie they ran like, out of pink paint. like the particular kind of pink that is like barbie pink that cracked me up (laughs) that is really funny yes are you ready to dive in i'm ready some stuff that i did not like let's go okay so before (laughs) the movie came out yes um all this amazing marketing that was another thing i was going to mention i loved the marketing for this film was mm -hmm. incredible i was sold right Yeah, yeah And I was really excited because I grew up playing with Barbies. They were literally my favorite toy. Like, so cringy, but I absolutely (laughs) loved my Barbies. I did too. Played with them forever. Yeah. And, you know, they're an incredible toy, I think, especially for young girls. But even as a little girl... I heard um, other kids with their parents, they wouldn't let them play with Barbies oh, because of the whole like, oh, it's a sexist icon. It's like projecting huh. this stereotypical idea of womanhood yeah. and they didn't want their girls playing with them. Interesting. And I always was offended <laughs> when right. I would hear yeah. this. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. My <laughs> Barbies aren't fine. like that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Stop. So it's kind of funny how even as a kid, I would hear that yeah. concern surrounding Barbie. And then, of course, this is kind of a big part of the movie, uh, mm. it turns out. Mm-hmm. But so mm-hmm. I was very excited for this movie. Absolutely thought the casting was great. Commercial, uh, the trailers for it, everything. Yeah. And then after the movie released, I was hearing a lot of mutterings. Mutter- and, mutterings. And murmurs from film critics. Uh, and like my YouTube feed is mostly like film criticism and stuff. Mm. Shocker, I know. <laughs> and mm, like more than half, I would say, of the people that I followed on YouTube had their reviews out and they all looked negative really and i was like that's weird like i'm concerned and i didn't watch any of them because i wanted to be blind going into it but what i was hearing was 
oh, this is like a really feminist agenda driven movie and like all this different stuff. And I'm like, you're all being ridiculous. This is just a Barbie movie. Like it can't be that bad. <laughs> it's just Barbie. And then I was taking one of my friends to work and his girlfriend works at the movie theater. So he had seen it before I did. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I've been hearing all this stuff about how apparently this movie hates men. Isn't that ridiculous? And he's like, no, no, that's true. Like, no. he's like no i enjoyed the movie but it definitely hates men and i was like mm, what? interesting and so i was like well now i really need to see it because i'm concerned I need to check this out yeah because yeah. i was still under the impression everyone's blowing this out, out of, of proportion, proportion. Mm. this is just a fun girl adventure movie this can't be that bad yeah and then i went and saw it mm. and the opening scene I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What am I, what, I'm strapping in. Oh, oh no. Interesting. And so, kind of part of we're ha- why we're having this conversation is there's things that I liked about the Barbie movie. Yes. And then there's things that I really disagree with and okay. dislike. Yeah. And so, let's just kind of go into some of yeah, that. Yeah, let's but hear it. The opening scene, like I said, it's so weird to me <laughs> because, on the one hand, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny, kind of cute. Yeah. But. If we're being super, super analytical and yeah. looking way too deep into the metaphors, you know, you can tell me I'm reading too much into this. If we're thinking like, especially with like the idea of like feminism and modern wave feminism, you've got a bunch of little girls who are literally destroying baby dolls, <laughs> literally destroying the symbol yeah, yeah. of motherhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like pretending to be moms and nurture right, little right. people. Yeah. No, we're going to destroy that. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. That's where it really rubbed me the wrong way because mm-hmm. I liked both baby dolls and Barbies. And Barbies I didn't yeah. go destroy my baby dolls yeah, as soon yeah, as yeah. I got a Barbie. Yeah. It was like a, just a different level of playing, right? You know, yeah. you change as you get older and you're like, oh, these Barbies mm. are more interesting. And you know, funny point, my Barbies had kids. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> my Barbies had babies. <laughs> like, I was sad there were not as many like barbie kids barbie kids like yeah. at my disposal yeah. like mm. you know that's just something i think naturally you see in little girls they like baby dolls mm-hmm. especially little toddlers yeah like i sometimes nanny this uh, little girl and she loves her baby dolls she's got like a zillion yes. baby dolls yes so yes. like it really <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way that at the beginning of this movie yeah we're destroying yeah. the symbol mm. of like nurturing and care and motherhood uh, because no, we're boss females. We're, mm. we're, you know, so what do you think about that? What did That's you a good think? Point. Yeah, I can definitely see. I was talking to um, a friend of mine who saw it and is a mom herself. Mm. And, uh, and she pointed out that she went to see it with her daughters because her daughters actually asked her to go see it with her. Mm. And she's a little bit older. And she said, I can, I can definitely see how starting with that scene would definitely be triggering for a lot of people like mm. that. That could be a little tricky. Um, I didn't realize this, but that whole that whole introductory scene is actually a parody yes, yes. of another movie. Yes, yeah, and it's that's a classic. A cla- I can't it's remember um, what oh, it is. Oh, 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 it's like the two thousand. Yes, Space, Space Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, yes, a yeah. classic film. I have not seen it, but I, I know either. that scene. It's the apes before yes. they evolve into man. So it's about evolution. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So right. So I I do think there's this parody going on. Yes. and that's interesting. Um, I do think yeah that may have come on a little strong. Um, <laughs> I was a little bit like oh we're doing that okay. Um, when we watched, I think the point was maybe, mm. I, I don't know the, in my opinion, the, I think the point of the, the whole narrative was before Barbie, supposedly mm-hmm. the only option little girls had to pretend the only thing they could pretend to be was a mother. Mm. That was the only option. Right. And so if you wanted to do anything else, there was no outlet or availability for you to imagine yourself Mm. as a doctor or a nurse or a a scientist or anything like that and so then they were saying like 
this is a new wave of like oh we can Mm. also pretend to be other things but i definitely see where it's Mm -hmm. it's triggering it's a little bit of an extreme picture it's a little bit intense um yeah i can definitely understand it's a tricky thing because i see what you're saying too and they set that up like this is the next evolution of playing right of girls playing and it's right you know Barbie literally when she came out was a feminist icon which some people like now that this movie out realize oh yeah Uh, she was she was a big driving force and like Mm. you young women little girls you can be anything you can be other things yeah yes which is kind of why it's funny when people would say Barbie's sexist and I'm like no it never was actually yeah oh actually yeah um so that was like the first thing in the movie where I was like okay understand should I just be seeing this as the parody it is as the joke or am I I should I be disturbed that Mm -hmm. they're destroying these baby dolls especially Actually, you know, yeah. when, you th- when you see a baby doll being destroyed. It's a little intense. For me, yeah. it was like, I love kids and babies. Yeah, that's and like, fair. I'm that's like, fair. ooh, I really didn't like I that. I didn't like that. So yeah. it wasn't really funny for me, but that's I fair. saw the parody of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing, and this was the main thing of okay. why I walked out of the theater being like, wow, I, I feel like not good i feel uh, not good I, I feel not good yeah and that was sadly what they did to ken oh like what they did yeah. to ken really hurt <laughs> like mm. because ryan gosling yes. does such a good he job as such ken. a good job but what they decided to do with his character i thought was such a like weird crazy thing that they decided to do and the only rationale i have behind it is for the message one of the messages that they wanted to push right and so and it's funny too a little quick story ryan gosling said the reason why he signed on to do the barbie movie Mm -hmm. was he saw his girls like playing outside with their barbies they came back in and they left the kens (gasps) out in the dirt and that's when it clicked for ryan gosling that he needed to stand up for the kens oh how cute is that (laughs) and to be fair that is the thing with ken dolls is it's about barbie and ken is kind of like you know he's always with barbie it's the thing Right. right right um and so that's like what ken is and so in this movie Ken like takes revenge I guess and yes, like yes the, the enemy is the patriarchy and so it just made me really frustrated and sad how Ken is not the sweet boyfriend that oh. we know Ken to be in uh-huh. the Barbie lore in the Barbie mythos mm-hmm. no he's this simp who is constantly striving for mm. her attention never is reciprocated which mm. is weird because Barbie is known for loving her boyfriend Ken mm. and so she never reciprocates and he becomes this like you know totem of toxic masculinity Mm. finds out that men are appreciated in the real world (laughs) and brings it back to the barbie land and that whole entire plot i was not expecting this movie to be about the patriarchy i was expecting a fun musical number film pinktastic barbie adventure movie yeah barbie and ken no they're going for it and they really went for it they went for it all the way uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it because I thought they did Ken real dirty mm. in his character, even though Ryan Gosling was funny at times. Yeah. Like he was probably one of the funniest things. Yeah, yeah. I was just really sad and angry with how they treated him and what the plot was about yeah. fighting the patriarchy. Uh, so what, what do you think about this? Okay, so you were specifically angry just with mm-hmm. the choices that they yes. led him to make. Yeah, like it how... made sense why. Yeah. Okay, if you're like a man 
and everyone around you, specifically all the women around you, because they're the ones in power. Right. They're the ones who are in the limelight. They have all these jobs and everything in this right. fictional world that they've created. Right. They're treating all the men like objects and like, right. you know, I suppose it's like reverse patriarchy, you know, it's like, right. you know, so he's feeling, you know, pretty terrible about his life mm-hmm. and who he is. The girl he's in love with doesn't care about him. Mm-hmm. So naturally, yeah. it makes sense. Like it logically makes sense why the events in the movie unfolded mm-hmm. the way they did because of how they set it up. Oh. Men, men are appreciated here like, like I, I could relate to him oh that must yeah, feel yeah. nice yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's gotta feel really mm. nice and so it made sense why those things happened mm-hmm. I'm frustrated they chose to tell that story in that way mm. because what it shows is it's painting this narrative that our world is set up like that that only men are appreciated, that men get respected, and that mm. there's this patriarchy. And we can talk about patriarchy <laughs> uh, because yeah. because he brings it back and like everything. Like I don't have a problem with Ken misinterpreting those things, but it's how the movie sets it up as if that's how our real world is. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And you don't think that that's you don't you don't agree that that's an accurate picture? Not 100. percent I think the movie is very extreme. That's true. Because yeah. I I didn't want to get super depressing about this, yeah. but like men are not really appreciated. I think in a lot of ways in our world today, like the men's suicide rates are mm. astronomical mm. and it's more actually fitting to praise a woman sometimes than praise a man. Like you even look at like men receiving compliments before, before as opposed to women receiving compliments. Like a woman can receive like a hundred compliments and she'll be like, oh, no one likes me. But then like a guy <laughs> will get one compliment his entire life and hold on to it. Mm, <laughs> like I've seen like memes and stuff like that. And just even like talking with my husband and stuff, like I think there is a bit of a crisis right now with men um, and not knowing what they are and mm. what they're supposed to do in our current culture mm-hmm. um because it's not okay to have patriarchy like let's get that clear i'm not pro-patriarchy yeah, at all right right right, like, right and i do think there are sects of it that exist mm-hmm. like they're like how i originally grew up in certain sects of that kind of culture patriarchy was alive and thriving so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i know what that is yeah, yeah yeah i do not think it does not exist <laughs> it yeah. definitely exists for sure but in like this normal everyday life i think men and women are more on an equal platform than how the movie portrays it does that Mm, make sense interesting yeah i think i think probably the movie did go to some extremes to um make a point i think that's probably fair (laughs) that there was some uh, it's a it's a it's a parable so to speak Mm. it's a parody not maybe not parody isn't the right word but i would say it's like i would say it's a parable and so some of the Mm. examples are a little extreme yeah i think in order to kind of make you think yeah and, and make you go wait what because it is so extreme <laughs> yeah um but it's a good point I mean I mean you're right and I I left the theater wrestling with some of those things too mm. going like I really like this movie but also like I don't know if that's okay that I like it because <laughs> it feels like they were kind of mean to guys but also yeah. there's this other so I actually read a really thoughtful movie review that has made me kind of think about this a little differently mm. by Amy Peeler mm. um and it's the review is called neither Barbie nor Ken a Barbie movie review. Um, and I really appreciate how she kind of helped me think about this a mm. little bit. So it's just one perspective. But um, so Greta Gerwig, so for yeah. some background, the director, yeah. um, she was actually, she majored in English and philosophy after attending a Catholic high school. Hmm. And she acknowledged uh, in some interviews that she was making an explicit connection to the Genesis narrative in this movie. And so basically she um 
inverts the Genesis narrative so that uh, the woman, Barbie, is created first with an explicit purpose and Ken is created later merely to accessorize her story, mm. um, which you definitely see in the movie. That's mm. definitely like he like what is what is what do they say? Um, Barbie is always having a good day, but Ken only has a good day if Barbie looks at him. Right. Um, and so that's very much his storyline this is the inverted world of barbie land mm, inverted's a good word for yeah it. yeah um ex- and so basically but but what's interesting about that is it is kind of icky mm. but i i think it exposes something that in in my opinion women have dealt with in mm. some unhealthy patriarchal mm. um sex of christianity yeah, and some yeah. unhealthy patriarchal interpretations of genesis yeah, yeah. where Eve exists as the accessory only as Adam's helper. He's just, she's this auxiliary to the purpose that God gave Adam to keep the garden. And so a lot of times I think as women, sometimes we struggle to find our own purpose and meaning disconnected from men. Mm. And we struggle to know what it looks like to follow Jesus on our own. And so Mm. I think how I would, I would disagree with that narrative. And mm. I would say that the, the true narrative of Genesis is designed to emphasize the impossibility of the man fulfilling his purpose without the woman, right. that they're designed to do it together. Right. Um, and so in alignment with that reading, I would say, um, if you really watch the film, it, it presents that both patriarchal and matriarchal worlds are unpalatable. Mm. That's what this lady says in her review. Barbie mm. land with aimless Kens is unjust, right. but so is Kendom with subversive Barbies. Yeah. Neither of those are yeah. good. Um, I agree with that. And I think the movie, it does, it, it ends on a hopeful note that maybe Barbie land will become a world in which both women and men will find individual purpose and healthy partnership. But obviously mm. it doesn't have like the ultimate solution to sexism. Yeah. I guess that's where that I had the problem with mm-hmm. the ending is because like, I get, you don't want to end with everything tied up in a nice bow because sure. that's not real life. Yeah. But the fact that they were like, well, the Kens can't have equal authority because it's just <laughs> like the real world where women don't have real authority. It's like, what? right. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? We've got women on the Supreme justice. <laughs> like, right. Like, but there is still, I would say I would, I, maybe this is just, and this is where we're not going to like mm-hmm. argue about it, but yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. like, I would say there is still an imbalance Mm. and and maybe it doesn't always feel that way anecdotally Mm. because but maybe some of the reason men are feeling some of these things and those are valid like all Mm. those things and I want to justify yeah like all of your experiences if but maybe that's because the pendulum is trying to swing back a little bit. And some, too much. sometimes when we try to swing it back to the middle, mm. we may push a little too far yeah. to the other side. Yeah. But I think it's important to listen and say, but like what these these experiences, what are women feeling? Where is yeah. this coming from? But mm. also to listen to Ken, I, I, I think it's cool the conversation that Ken and Barbie have in the end. Yeah. Where barbie acknowledges like hey i kind of took you for granted and i did like their conversation you know, at the end. yeah and mm-hmm. ken says ken kind of opens barbie's eyes to her privilege a little bit yeah. and like she sees it and is like okay i kind of didn't realize what mm-hmm. i was doing and then yeah. she encourages him to like hey like you have your own purpose apart from me mm. um and it's a little bit unsatisfying because they don't yeah. you don't really see that worked out you're right. like okay but how does that work and i think <laughs> That's how a lot of women have felt a lot of our lives. That's true. You know, that's true. And I like what you brought up about the Genesis narrative, because that is 
kind of my background with the patriarchy experience is right. some sects of Christianity, right? Yes. And that misunderstanding of scripture and twisting scripture right, right. to be like, well, Eve is supposed to stay in the kitchen and, yeah, you know, she's, right? Yeah, she's in the, she's, she's just the, the accessory, you know? literally. Right, literally. Yeah. But when we actually understand God's intention mm-hmm. and plan, it's that men and women designed to work together right and that we have complementing gifts right you know and so uh, that's where i think we were made equal but different right and how mm-hmm. god designed us yeah. and it's i think this mm-hmm. is where it becomes a messy par- not parody a messy allegory i it guess is for this l- film. yeah that's because fair. ken and barbie aren't humans <laughs> ken no. and barbie are toys <laughs> and ken and barbie were created for little girls to play with right and so i feel like I, on the one hand, I want to admire and give points to Greta for mm. trying to turn a Barbie movie into something really deep mm-hmm. and philosophical yeah. and say something to the world. On the one hand, I want to give her props, but on the other hand, I feel like it was messily handled mm. where so many people are divided on it yeah. and think it's just a movie that hates men. Mm. Instead of seeing these wonderful points, which you just brought up, which right. I completely agree with. And it's like, okay, that helps me yeah. kind of like yeah. understand where we're supposed to be looking, right. but it was hard to see it's it. Hard to you know see what it. I mean? I think, and I think that's because we we all come at it with our own our own we all wear our own glasses into this yeah. situation right we all come at it with our own biases and our own predetermined like this is what I think of any we all have our own triggers that's one yeah. way to say that and mm-hmm. so I think it's hard to have a conversation about these things if you're mm-hmm. not willing to like mm. see the other person's perspective and go okay I acknowledge because most yeah. people that I know that that hate this movie mm. are not willing to have a conversation about mm. they're they're just like no it's terrible it's bad don't go see it right. i'm like well can we at least talk about right. it right like That's you're why willing I want to do this and this you is know? great yeah. i think this is healthy to yeah. say well i see where you're coming from i totally see where that would be triggering mm. here's an a, another perspective yeah but i'm definitely not saying it's a perfect but me- you're right it's mm. not a perfect metaphor at mm. all um and i think mm-hmm. that that is important to point out and i think the hope of that though is like this can lead us to like Christians are obviously as guilty as anyone for failing. And I'm taking this directly from this reviewer I was Mm. telling you about. She says Christians are as guilty as anyone for failing to achieve the ideal deal Mm. of mutually uh, of mutuality between the sexes. But it is our sacred text that lays out the idea. What Mm. Barbie and Ken wished for is a description of the Christian church where all people Mm. find their identity, worth and purpose in Jesus Christ, where men and women cannot relegate one another Mm. to the margins because both are necessary for the inbreaking of God's kingdom to earth. Yeah. And I think that's what we can walk away with and like come back to as men and women. But it's important also to say where, where have we got out of balance maybe Mm. in our understanding of like how God, design men and women and maybe yeah. maybe we have relegated each other sometimes yeah. to the margins and that's not that's not good so yeah. where can we take a second look at that yeah that's how know? i feel with like feminism in general is the pendulum is swung too much mm-hmm. and men are being hurt but hurting men doesn't help women is my right. big stance and so that's fair i think hopefully you know we mm-hmm. can find a medium but we also know that we're in a broken world and probably never gonna have a medium yeah. till jesus comes back right but um i, I but think I, it's yeah. also important to say like mm-hmm. also recognizing women mm-hmm. doesn't you don't have to hurt men in order yeah. to help women exactly i think that there can be a kind of feminism that acknowledges the struggles mm-hmm. of women and what's really going on while also validating the Mm -hmm. identity and worth and purpose of men like I think I think you can still do that but I Mm -hmm. I agree there are branches of feminism that say you can't do that yeah I don't agree with that but Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to say well like what are the things that we can take from that that are helpful and holy and good because 
I, I don't know. I think Jesus was a feminist yeah. back in his oh, day. Yeah. You know? For sure. 100%. So there's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Good conversation. Yes. I really appreciated talking to you about yeah. this because this has really helped give me a little more perspective on yeah. the Barbie movie. And hopefully, if you came out of the theater of the Barbie movie feeling a lot of these mixed feelings, mm-hmm. you know, I liked these things. I didn't like these yeah. things. And maybe triggers, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hopefully this helps us have some really calm and yes. like thoughtful conversations because feminism is something in our world today whether what side of it or whether whatever you think about it it's something we're having to deal with every day especially us as women yeah Yeah. gotta (laughs) navigate it navigate what it's like being a woman Mm -hmm. in the world today but guess what yeah you're kenuff that's right (laughs) beautiful beautiful Um, ending stuck the landing yeah I am so grateful Kara agreed to sit next to me on this podcast episode. Thanks to our conversation, I think I see this film in a more balanced way. I still have my own opinions, but I feel far less emotionally charged and angry, which I believe is important because there is some value in the Barbie movie. I feel like I gained so much, and I hope you did as well, and I do want to highlight a few key points. Feminism is a very tricky topic. Kara and I have different experiences with it, And I think it's because of this difference in our unique backgrounds that we came away from the Barbie movie with different takeaways. Her takeaway is the film is positive and helpful for women. My takeaway is the film is more harmful and negative. And these are the exact opposite takeaways. And yet we found so much common ground that I feel I can see why so many women connected to the film and why it spoke to them and their struggles. It doesn't speak to my struggles or my experience. And that's probably a good thing, to be honest. I think it would be helpful to have some more detailed information about feminism because of how it relates to this topic and our culture. The Barbie doll came during the second wave of feminism and became an icon for little girls. She encouraged girls to follow their dreams, pursue what they wanted to be, and all while embracing their femininity too. Historically, she came during a time when the civil rights were happening in the 1960s. Women desired equality, to be treated fair, and to have the same opportunities as everyone else. As a young woman myself, I agree passionately that men and women are both created equally in the image of God, though men and women are designed differently, and we should be afforded the same opportunities as everyone else. Barbie represents those ideals, to be anything, pursue dreams, and have fun while doing it. The third wave of feminism, if you're curious, can be seen especially through the 80s and 90s, where women were not only encouraged to pursue their dreams and be anything, but were encouraged to be superwoman, to do everything. They could basically do all of the domestic chores at home, work nine to five, and take care of the kids and look attractive all at once. I think this wave was very damaging, and we are still seeing the ramifications of that ideal on moms and women today, feeling like they have to juggle everything all at once and are failures because they can't and they aren't superwoman. Now here we are in the fourth wave, I struggled to find a concise definition of fourth wave feminism online. So here's an example to help explain the consensus, at least how I have witnessed and experienced it. The actress Rachel Zegler is set to play Snow White in the upcoming live action adaptation from Disney, and it's directed by Greta Gerwig, funny enough. 
Well, Rachel was able to give us an idea of what modern fourth wave feminism looks like because she talked about their new version of Snow White in a recent press release. And she said their version of Snow White will be better because of their modern take on this outdated classic. Now their Snow White will be the leader of her kingdom and she isn't looking for true love. The implication is true love is lame. Being a girl boss is what empowers women, and Snow White isn't stuck in the kitchen taking care of men. I'm going to stop myself before I go on a whole Snow White rant because she is one of my favorite Disney characters, and this is the Barbie review, not a Snow White review. But I thought it was a good example for showing fourth wave feminism because it sees women as empowering by taking them away from quote unquote traditional roles out of domestic life, out of femininity. Femininity is seen as weak and other feminine characteristics are seen as weak, like being kind, patient, nurturing, serving others. To serve a man or to fall in love with a man is weakness. To be empowered is to not need a man. If you've seen the Barbie movie, I think you can see how fourth wave feminism plays into Barbie's narrative. Barbie does not like Ken and does not need Ken. No Barbie in this Barbie world actually needs a Ken at all in their life. Kens are just kind of there. And the Barbies in this Barbie world are more suited to rule over everyone else. They're all girl bosses. So that is kind of my issue with the Barbie movie in its portrayal, right? How this fourth wave feminism is supposed to be the ideal, the best version, perhaps. However, one thing I do appreciate in this Barbie movie is that it's very feminine. And I just want to point this out because some aspects of modern feminism paint femininity as weakness, which is something I felt in my younger years. I felt like enjoying girly things made me weak, and to be more of a tomboy would make me stronger somehow. Thankfully, I was freed from this mental burden and fully embraced my feminine side, and I feel empowered as a young woman. I just find it relevant to this conversation because we need to recognize the importance of female and male role models and their roles in society and how these things matter in the development of kids, teens, and help them become who they're going to be as adults. To wrap things up, probably the most important thing I think Kara and I agreed upon, which I want to emphasize again, is that we are in a broken, fallen world. God created men and women as equal, but different beings that work together with complementing strengths. But we don't work perfectly together because we're flawed human beings. Our balance is off. Patriarchy exists. I have witnessed it. But in my experience, once I stepped out of the bubble that I grew up in and saw the world how it normally is... I didn't see patriarchy everywhere, very unlike how the Barbie world would portray it. That being said, our culture is definitely still broken. Men hurt women. Women hurt men. People hurt each other. I have seen sexism against men. I have seen sexism against women. It is part of our world's broken reality. And the Barbie movie, in a way, reflects that brokenness, not just in the intentional story that it's telling, but I think the Barbie movie is revealing our brokenness through the fact that it has a messy analogy. The fact that I think it improperly represents our world and has certain messaging, I think once again speaks to how we are hurting and how broken people are desperately trying to find that balance. And again, the sad reality is we can't find that balance. There will always be something off, whether it's the patriarchy or the pendulum swinging the other direction. Life is not easy for women and it isn't easy for men. Our struggles are different and we should all agree together that life is hard. Now that feels kind of hopeless and abysmal and that's how I felt walking out of the Barbie movie. I know that wasn't everyone's experience, 
but I was sad and frustrated. Where is the hope when we recognize we can never achieve this balance, where men and women are never properly valued, honored, or fulfilled in their purpose? I believe the hope is knowing that God will restore all things, and for right here and now, I just got to know my worth and value in Christ, and I know God made me to be who I am and who I am as a woman, and that knowledge gives me comfort, strength, and empowerment. Speaking of female empowerment, a lot of women seem to resonate with Gloria's monologue, and it made me sad to know that so many women felt that way. I wonder if some of the things which Gloria points out in her monologue are the pressures from third-wave feminism, that superwoman trope. And if we as a society are trying to tear down that impossible standard, that's a good thing. But me personally, I didn't resonate with Gloria's monologue. Maybe it's because I'm younger and I don't have all those pressures on me, or at least not yet. And maybe it's also because I've overcome a lot of my anxieties and securities over the past couple years, just standing on the truth of who I am in God. I worry less about what people think. And I think that's very empowering to know you can overcome insecurity and stand on the truth of who you are. God doesn't ask you to be superwoman. He never has and never will. I know it's easier said than done to change one's entire negative self-talk and insecurity, but maybe it can start with some encouragement right here. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are chosen by God. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are enough. The Real Review Podcast, hosted by Zoe Moody, is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network. You can listen to more Real FM podcasts or Real FM radio on the Real FM app or at real.fm.